0: Welcome to the Star Singer Podcast. I'm Tiffany, and I'm here to help you to transform your singing into standing, ovation-worthy performances and auditions. You can be cast in your dream role, and you can give amazing performances and feel confident about how you sound. So let's do this! This episode today is going to be so... So amazing because Lindsay Kirkendall from Tribe of Women is going to tell you the top three things that you need as a singer to build your brand. I'm so happy to bring Lindsay on today because this is not my jam. My jam is helping you to choose songs that fit and flatter your voice, give amazing performances, build your repertoire list, feel great about those performances, but How are you going to do those performances if you don't know how to market yourself and your brand? So that's why I am so excited about this episode today. Lindsay is a singer, songwriter, artist development and business consultant who specializes in teaching artists how to build full-time careers through online entrepreneurship. She's been acting and singing in the entertainment industry for over half of her life and she now lives in Nashville with her music and video producer husband and two little boys. I'm so excited to have Lindsay on the show. You are going to love this. Even if you don't consider yourself a brand and you're like, well, I'm not going on full-blown tour. like, right. You still need to book those auditions and book those mm-hmm. games. That's why you're here today. <laughs> That's why I'm here
1: today. And it's, it's interesting because it's such a different world than when I was like first starting to, um, take auditions and be as, try to pursue a career as a performer. Um, obviously I'm doing what I do now and I'm doing artist development and music business consulting, but yeah, I mean, back in like the early two thousands, um, when we were starting to like do the, the performer thing, it was, there was no social media, you know, I mean Facebook was still only if you had a college uh email address, right? Like you couldn't even get on Facebook unless you had like a college dot edu, you know, handle or whatever. And so it was just it was so different. And these days it's it's unfortunate in some respects, but in others, if you can kind of flip the script a little bit, in others it's like, okay, I see how um how this can be of benefit when it comes to Going on auditions and being cast based on how many followers you have, you know, it's 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 kind of an unfortunate byproduct of the technological revolution is that casting directors are now sometimes making decisions based on what your following looks like. And um, you know, that's not true for every audition experience because not all auditions are the same, obviously, and certainly some auditions are not going to require that the nature of what they're hiring you to do is not going to require you to have a following to benefit the business or to benefit the show or whatever. Um, so it's all, it's all different, but at the end of the day, um, you know, I think, and I'm, I'm excited to meet a lot of the people that are in your group and, and get to know, you know, who, what types of singers are in your group. But I would guess that most singers, have a desire to I mean they want to be on stage performing and so in the same way they also want to have some sort of social presence that tells other people what they do what they're all about and if they're really serious about doing it full time professionally they need to understand that social media uh, tools that we have are really their marketing tools you know Um, if this were 20 years ago marketing tools would have been like hard copy headshots you know? <laughs> and so um so this is our like virtual headshot, so to speak is our social media um and so rather than thinking of it as oh this is my way to like catch up with friends and family or be funny and just enjoy like it, ha- use it for entertainment value this is actually your virtual headshot it's your virtual hitting tool
0: so yeah So you're here today to talk about the top three things that a singer can do to improve their brand. So I'm super excited about that. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Um, And I'll just briefly share a little bit about me, just in a quick couple of sentences, so you guys have a little bit more background on who I am and why I do what I do. But I'm from Southern California originally. I moved to Nashville 14 years ago because I always knew I wanted to work in the entertainment industry. And I had started working in... um, entertainment industry back home like I I knew I wanted to perform and I was I've always kind of been I want to do it all type of girl I was like I want to sing and dance and act (laughs) do all the things Um, so I started doing commercial work and stuff when I was in high school and then right before I moved to Nashville I had the opportunity to go into production and work behind the camera on a couple of films and really fell in love with the business side so when I moved to Nashville I did not have a clear focus. I, I knew I wanted to perform, but I also really love the business side too. So I kind of just showed up and I was like, here I am Nashville, um, ended up doing some production for CMT for about four years, worked with independent artists at a nonprofit organization, then moved into working, um, as a marketing consultant at a music magazine and built an educational resource for independent artists, teaching them how to grow their audience online and use that because by then it was 2010. So the the industry had really tanked and they were trying to figure out what to do um, as the technological revolution and streaming really took off and I was seeing the rise of what online entrepreneurs were able to accomplish with the digital tools that we have available to us and I was starting to put two and two together and I was like hey wait a second um, why aren't artists doing this <laughs> because I'm seeing all these really brilliant online entrepreneurs making like high six and seven figures and building these massive businesses in like 24 months. I mean, it was insane. And I just thought this, this doesn't seem right that artists aren't applying these same principles to their career because now we're in a climate where record deals don't mean what they did 15 years ago, not even five years ago, really. Um, At the time. Anyway, a record deal in 2005 was not the same record deal as it was in 2010. And, and I'm like, but this is a really cool opportunity because now we're in a situation where people who want to perform and, and be artists or singers or whatever, as a living, they are no longer put in the position of having to choose to throw you know spaghetti against the wall and hope that they land in the 1% of um, artists that actually get a record deal. The deal doesn't get shelved, they don't get dropped, and they actually are the 1% of people that make a full-time living being an artist. Or alternatively, they wind up in a cubicle in a job that they've settled for because there's really no middle ground. I mean, they're sure there were some musicians that would like grind it out, you know, and we're just like the hometown heroes. And, you know, but that wasn't really the income that was pr- like it wasn't a full time income. It was maybe a, a very low th- three quarter time income, <laughs> um, but it wasn't what was possible. And so. It was really awesome to see how what the online entrepreneurship world was doing was possible for artists, and I really wanted to help artists understand how to marry the two so they could really, regardless of if they ever wanted to get a record deal or not, they could have a full-time career doing what they love. Like, who doesn't want that? So, yeah. Um, yeah, so as I started working with artists more, I started to kind of notice a pattern as we just observe online behavior, the psychology of connecting to people via the digital space, and, you know, just all of that stuff that people don't really think about when they're starting to
0: build their brands online. Like, I think the first problem is, like, a lot of singers are, like, because you mentioned it was, like, the online entrepreneurs, like, doing this. A lot of singers, like, don't see themselves as a business or a brand. Like, yes. I First problem, like the first hurdle that people need to get. Yeah.
1: Over. I'm so glad you said that because it's absolutely right. I, that was my first problem with every artist that I worked with. When my husband and I opened our business together when I left the magazine and I was going into the artist development work full time, that was the thing that I was banging my head against the wall over and over. I was like, these people don't realize they're actually entrepreneurs, you know? And now, you know, it's 2019. And so the music, the musicpreneur word has been thrown around quite a bit. And so there's probably a good handful or a good, you know, population of the artist demographic that's heard that term. And they're starting to understand that they're starting to, but it is important to know, like if you're an artist, you are also an entrepreneur. I mean, you are out there building a business around the art that you create. And because we have access to digital tools, we're able now to be the ones that choose ourselves and say, yes, I am, you know, worthy of doing this rather than being in a position of waiting for some manager or label or some other entity to validate you and say, yeah, you can go do this, you know, and for singers who are just wanting to be singers and performers, there still is that audition process. So there still is the, the person on the other side that's saying yes or no. Um, but the, the other component of that is that you are still in a position where you have to at least say yes to yourself enough to build the momentum and to continue to keep going to the auditions where, you know, they have the opportunity to say yes or no. I'm sure you've probably heard this, Tiffany, but I, you know, there's a lot of online entrepreneurs that I really love and they're all about, you know
0: big quotes and
1: whatever. And there's one that was like the amount of money. I don't know if this was a Tony Robbins thing or something. The amount of money you make is in direct correlation to the amount of times you can put yourself in a situation where you're hearing yes or no. So I think that that also applies to singers and melding that mentality of, okay, like I'm an entrepreneur. I'm, you know, creating art or whatever But part of how I get my, like, my art to the masses is going through this process of auditions. And it really is a lot of times a numbers game. And it really is just kind of continuing to stay in that mindset of I'm going to make as much money that, you know, as I will put myself in those positions of hearing that yes or no. So... Oh no, that wasn't very eloquently put.
0: I do, and I love that. And I know that a lot of people are, like, in between auditions or performances. I mean, they're mm-hmm. doing coffee shops, they're doing bars, they're singing at weddings. Yes. So all of those different, like, in a sense, it's kind of like a sales pitch, you know? Like, you're selling yourself, you're kind of auditioning. Yeah. Know? Oh, and for we sure. Don't, we don't think of, you know, the actual, like, oh, my God, I have to talk to someone. Because it's like, when you get on stage and you start singing, like... For a lot of people, that's the easy part. Like, yeah. but like talking to people and booking the gig can actually be challenging.
1: <laughs> it is, it is, and it's um, it's equally as challenging when you think about building your business online. So, and that's what the the three things that we're gonna get into here in a second is exactly that because it's still, I mean, it's still weird to think about like sitting in front of, and, and talking to your phone, you know, like, and hoping people jump on and listen or whatever. It's still sometimes hard to put yourself out there and post pictures. I had my mom tell me the other day, she was like, I have never seen anyone, and granted, she's about to be 76 in a week. So, you know, she's from a different era, but she's like, I've never seen so many people post pictures about themselves online as you do. And I'm like, yeah, I know, but, like, that's how, you know, that's part of the marketing of my business is for people to continue to get a sense of who I am. And um, so, yeah, it's it can be difficult because it's like, okay, now I'm really putting myself out there. And the reality is, is if you are not putting your most authentic foot forward, you are not ever going to engage with an audience at all online. Um, yeah. And so it's the same thing, you know, even in person, like you said, when you're having to book shows or you're having to book, um, or you're having to talk to people after the gig or whatever, it's the same principle online. And some people are really great at it and they're like, I don't care. I'm just going to selfie it up. And then some people like I, it took me years to get to a point where I was really confident and knew what I wanted to be doing online with my brand. Um, so it takes some time and through the course of like working, I've been doing this work now for eight years. Um, yeah, eight, at least seven and a half. But, um, but it's taken a long time to, like I said, like notice patterns, notice what works. And obviously like the algorithms are always changing and there's so many of those things that we often have to work around. But, um, but there's really three key things that I've noticed that people, regardless of if they're singers or, you know, a band or a musician or whatever, if you are trying to grow an audience, you need to have these three things, um, on lock.
0: Awesome. And, I'm so yeah. excited to start, but I wonder, do you want to read Jessica's comment and then maybe like speak yeah. to that? Like- I'm not seeing no,
1: I'm- any comments. Am I doing something wrong?
0: Oh, it's stupid. I think I got it. So it says, <clears throat> you can't see it from like this phone and it's like okay. a lamp you. So it says, Hi ladies, personally, as a singer with interest in rock and band involvement, she doesn't play an instrument. My mm-hmm. network has mostly been open jams and guest appearances with musician friends at their gigs. It's been slow, but being present and friendly has worked in getting me recognized and some mm-hmm. of the musicians have been kind to offer advice and have me do some songs with them. Any other advice for singing, like probably singing gigs, that doesn't involve the bar scene or coffee shops? I don't like to drink and stay out till two during the week. And now that I'm old, theater is, really isn't my passion either. You're not old, Jessica.
1: <laughs> now that I'm old, what is she, like 29?
0: <laughs> I don't know. I, th- I think she's like 30, uh, 29. Yeah, that's not,
1: You no, you're not old. Well, <laughs> 40 is the new 20, so you're good.
0: You're not old. And
1: 40 is not even old. So Um, other suggestions other than bars and coffee shops. I'm curious if she, um, I mean, obviously this is always an option. Like if you have any faith background, like getting involved in anything that is connected to um, a religious organization is a great, I mean, yeah. Great too. That was what I was gonna say. Is like that's a really great way to have a lot of regular gigs. Right now, um my husband has done a lot of work with Starstruck Entertainment, which is the management company for Blake Shelton and Kelly Clarkson Hunter Hayes. And they've got a roster of of developing acts. One of their acts is a girl by the name of Emily Ann Roberts. She was actually the runner-up on The Voice several seasons back, I think about two or three years ago. Um, so we've done some work with her she's great phenomenal talent and she um, she's from East Tennessee she grew up in the evangelical you know world and she's still very like much in that world that's a part of her brand she's very open about her faith and she gets the majority of her best paying gigs in those circles um and so she was even telling me the other day like she got asked to go on this um, tour that was really kind of it was a little bit outside her brand, but it was a gospel tour. And she was saying that that demographic is still buying hard copy CDs. And she made like four grand at a show because that she was able to sell physical copies of music. So that would be one of my first recommendations is if you have any, you know, attachments to any faith-based organizations or anything like that. Not everyone is, is in that world and that's cool. Um, but I would also say that and this, again, kind of gets into what we're going to talk about is the three things is really identifying who you are, because if you have a good understanding of like who you are and who you want to impact, there's a whole lot of people that you can start to get creative with once you kind of focus in on who you are. So um, maybe we can start just answering that question. I can dive in to the three things and then we can finish the answer of that question out
0: Yeah. At work. That sounds like it works. Hi, Isabella. Hi, Tony. I see that you're on. Hey, guys. Comments, You totally can. If you have any questions (laughs) along the way, we just talked about basically, like, get over yourself. If you want to sing, like, if you want more gigs, you got to brand yourself and Mm -hmm. make yourself a little bit more seriously. Start thinking in terms of, yeah, I'm a business. I got this. Yeah.
1: And one thing I would say to that too is the cool thing that the digital space offers us is it's a really um, safe way to fail. And it also helps you start to refine your brand because you have to think of content pretty regularly. If something doesn't work, you're going to know immediately. Um, And like you were saying, Tiffany, like you kind of have to just get over yourself and start thinking of yourself as a brand. And the social space really does help you, or just the digital space in general, it really does help you focus that in and hone it in because you have to do it. You have to get up and you have to post and you have to start trying things and see what works and see what doesn't, see how people connect and engage and see what doesn't, isn't as connect, you know, engaging. Um, So all that to say, I love it so much because I think it's just such a huge opportunity for people like us who want to build businesses, but don't want to end up in like cubicles, just sad that we didn't, that we were never able to pursue our dreams or whatever. Um, (laughs) exactly. Um, so what I have always taught the artists that I work with is that in order to really be successful at growing, um, your fan base online and having, um, an engaged audience that's actually going to pay you, um, for what you do and for what you create, you have to have a really solid understanding of three things. And those three things are, who are you? What is your message, and who do you want to impact with your music? So when we talk about who are you, I always like to give examples of what most artists do in their bios. Their bios usually read more like a resume. I got to sing here, I got to sing there, I got this award, I got that award, I've been playing since I was three, you know, and it's like okay cool, but for the average Potential fan or the average consumer that is coming across you online and is trying to determine or decide whether or not they want to follow you and continue to engage with your content, um, none of that means anything to them. That's really. So, what, interesting,
0: which is yeah. so interesting because I think that a lot of people and a lot of singers, like, we feel like, okay, that might be important because, like, I have to show them that, like, I'm worthy and, like, I can yes. handle this.
1: Yeah. So. And one thing that you'll hear a lot is people don't care how much you know, they, they, but they care about how much you care. And so what we want to create for our ideal fans is an environment that, hey, when you're with me in the digital space, when you're following my content, when we're hanging out online together, you are going to be in an inclusive environment where I'm actually, in fact, adding value to your life. So I might be adding value through the music that I'm creating, through the songs that I'm singing. I might be adding value, like what things like you do, Tiffany, by like adding education and mentorship. I might be adding value because part of my brand is that I'm really freaking funny and I'm a really great meme aggregator. <laughs> like, And so part of my feed is me showcasing my sense of humor. I might be adding value because I'm also a really great writer and I like to pontificate. And so a lot of a part of what my, you know, social or my profiles or my brand online is about is us or is me sharing my inner thoughts and me sharing my process or, you know, it really, it's going to look different for everybody because we're all different. And what I always tell artists and singers at the end of the day is like, You know, fortunately or unfortunately, I don't know which camp I landed on this one. There are a lot of people out there that are doing the exact same things that you're doing. There are a lot of other singers out there that are trying to do the exact same things. And they probably look almost like you in in some cases. Like, it's it's hard for people when they're, especially how quick we go through stuff online. Our attention spans are short. Um, The thing that is going to grab somebody is not your music off the bat because social media platforms are not music-centric platforms. They were not designed to showcase music. They were designed to be visual or something that's like you're reading, um, you know, or you might be watching a video, but oftentimes you are getting a sense of the person's look, face, what they think, how they feel first, before you get a sense of who they are as artists or their music or what their voice sounds like. And so we have to always remember that, people that are coming across our page, they're seeing lots of people that are doing the exact same things that we're doing or looking the exact same way that we're looking before they're getting a chance to look or to hear our music. And so how do we separate ourselves or how do we um, make ourselves rise above the rest of the noise? And the only thing that we have is our story. It's who we are. You know, it's the things that make us us. Um, because even if you're like a once in a, in a lifetime phenomenal voice, like, guess what? I mean, I live in Nashville. There's still a lot of those too, <laughs> you know? And so there's no like level of talent that it's like, oh, you're so talented that you don't have to be like a human being. Like people are just going to listen to you because your voice is just so astronomical. Like, I'm sorry. It's just not reality if we, and and this is, it can be hard because a lot of us, I mean, we're evolving people, so we're always changing. But, um, so yeah, like I was saying, we're always changing and we always, um, will be, but we need to have at least a sense of who we are and what we value right now. Like, what are the things that I always like to use this term? Like what flips your skirt up? You know, what are you passionate about? What, um, what are some of the things that like you have, experienced in your life that you feel like you have a sense of mastery over or or a challenge that you may have overcome that you feel like this is something I, that it was an important theme in my life. Um, you know, I've worked, I'm going to shut my door really quick.
0: That's okay. (laughs) <laughs> like helpful for me because like I was in karate and like that was like my whole life and I feel like a lot of people like don't know that and like yeah, that's, that's super cool. I get, like so hardcore because it's like the discipline you know I'm like just do it like because that's yeah I should totally talk about that more often because, yeah Because that is a part of what makes you, you. So like Mm -hmm. the fact that you have
1: this discipline and you have this mindset that you got from martial arts is probably, well, I shouldn't say probably, it absolutely is informing what you're doing as a singer. There's no way that it can't. And so you have a unique gift to bring into the world because you are marrying those two things in the way that only you can because how many other, I mean, sure, there are probably other singers that have had martial arts experience, But they, you know, then take into account your personality type and the things that you're passionate about and all that stuff. Like, we all are such beautiful, complex individuals, and it's really important to take all of those things into account. So one of the things I typically have the artists that I work with do is um, I like to have them say, like, fill in the, the blank with this sentence. And I say, I make music for people who you know, and then fill in the blank. And so it's usually people who have um, been through something similar or people who they want to inspire in a certain type of way. Um, And this is kind of jumping ahead a little bit more to like, who do you want to impact with your music? But that is an important thing to consider is one of the artists that I, I started working with really early on when I went back into artist development full time at the beginning of 2018, he was talking about how he was involved in like a big fire that had happened um, up in his hometown up, up in New England that apparently was all over the news. I hadn't known about it, but that was something that informed how he thought about the world and his, his you know, all just all of those things. So when you sit down, I always have people go, look, you need to rewrite your bio. And I know bios are usually the least frequented pages on an artist's website so people are like really you want me to rewrite my bio no one reads <laughs> you know and I'm like yeah but here's what it's gonna do is it's gonna force you to refine who you are it's gonna force you to take into account all of those things like for you Tiffany it's the karate it's all the other things that you've experienced in your life for me it's the fact that like I came to Nashville And I didn't know if I want to do the performing thing or the business thing. And so because I didn't have a clear cut goal, I ended up getting to do all these things that I didn't think I was, you know, I wouldn't have done if I was like, I'm going to be in publishing, you know, (laughs) or I'm just going to be an artist. Um, And so now I have this breadth of knowledge of how all the pieces of the industry work together. And I can bring that to what I'm doing now. And that's the same thing with, with singers. And it comes through in the way you emote in your music. It comes through in your song choices because you're going to pick songs that were meaningful to you mm-hmm. because they helped you through a certain time or, you know, all of those things that that tie into it. So I always tell people sit with your bio, re- rewrite it. And then what it does is it becomes kind of like this, um, this is a really cheesy term, but it co- be kind becomes a kind of fountainhead for all of your content. So you can pull from like a good page long bio about who you are and why you're doing this and all of those things. You can then pull pieces of that to extrapolate content that you're using to post on your social media.
0: Awesome. So can we try that? Like saying, what was it? I make music for people who, for people who fill in the blank.
1: And so some examples would be, um, I had a client who was really a big mental health advocate, and she had been through a lot of bullying. And she um, want, she said that she, part of the reason she went into being a musician and being an artist was because she wanted to connect and make friends. So she, was, she literally was like, I'm, play, I'm making music because I want to make friends. And I was like, oh, that's so cool. you know. I've had another client say, I make music for people who've been told that they can't. Because I think I told you when we did the podcast, Tiffany, about my client who's um, an Asian man in country music. And so he's just very outside of the box and had been told he can't over and over because it's like, oh, well, you don't fit over here. And he was like, no, no, no. <laughs> we can do whatever we feel like we're designed to do. Um, and so it's it's filling in the blank. It's like, who, who do you feel like you are making music for? And that, that jumps ahead to point three. So point two is what is your message? And um you, that all of this goes a lot hand in hand, but it's just helping to think through this this idea from different angles. So, okay, who you are? Who you are is, is like you. You might have been the martial artist singer. You might have been the you know singer that's done that's also done done video and worked in artist management and done all these business things. Um, you know, or you might be the singer that was also like captain of your rowing team. I mean, it could be whatever. Um, and those are important things that we want to include as we start to share with the world who we are. But when we think about what our message is, we really want to think more in terms of what we're passionate about and what, what it is that we want to say to the world. So we can share about who we are and how we've you know, grown up and how the experiences have shaped our worldview or shaped how we approach our singing careers or shape our, how we approach our song choices. But, um, but what our message is is most, you know, and this may or may not apply as stringently to singers. I know it applies specifically to artists because artists, especially if they're songwriters, they've got a message. They have something they want to say. They're not writing songs just because they want to sit in a vacuum and have no one hear them. It's because they have something to say. And so um, so that's just a really important piece of the puzzle to keep in mind as we're building our brands online is to understand we all are doing this because we want to impact the world in a, in a specific way. So distill that down for yourself. What is, what is that in one sentence? You know, what is, what is your message? For me, my message is I want to empower female artists and musicians to create the careers that they deserve, to create full-time careers doing what they love. That's what I am passionate about. That's my message. Um, You know, you have yours as well. It's helping singers, you know, pick great songs, have their best performance. I loved your slogan and your tagline on the top of the Facebook group. And I was like, oh, that's really cute. (laughs) Um, so it's like that. We all have a message and we want to be able to put it into one sentence. One of the artists that I worked with his was, I want to, um, I want to help people remember that life is supposed to be fun, you know, and performers like we are entertainers. So that is a big theme for us. So we might, you know, resonate with that idea as well. But those are some of the things that we want to keep in mind as we think about what our messaging is, because, For the question, going back to the question, um, you know, you might have a message that is like, you know, a mental health or, Hey, I just want to remind people that life is supposed to be fun. And then we can start really getting rolling on, not just building content that speaks to those themes, but starting to connect with organizations that also support the same things that we're passionate about, because you know, we're not just singers. We're human beings in the world. We have more than one, you know, thing that ma- that moves us, um, you know, and oftentimes the singing is the vehicle by which we do the work that we feel like we're meant to do in the world, you know, whether we're meant to inspire or encourage or empower um, or help other people follow their dreams or give someone just comfort in a, in a moment of grief or, you um, a human connection, you know, something, an artistic or a spiritual movement, like moment, it's, it's all of those things. And we all have different connections to music. And so when we start to be able to distill that down and be able to put it into like a one or two sentence thought, then it's like, oh, well now, you know, I don't have to just do the bars or the clubs or the coffee shops we can start to get creative about connecting to other organizations that also support the same messaging. And oftentimes it can become something that's got a whole lot more momentum than we could have ever imagined because I've seen people that are really super passionate about a particular message or theme, and they might go to an organization and just offer um, to be a part of an event for free and just bring some live music to the event for free. and if they do a great job, then the event wants them back, you know, and then if then it goes from there because then they're able to use that as an example of their live performance at this organization, they can take that and go to other organizations and say, Hey, this is what I do. Um, And that's a great way to build a fan base. It's a great way to get some legs on, you know, pursuing a career that isn't just like I'm singing clubs all the time, singing cover songs.
0: And there's some really weird opportunities out there. Like, I was just talking with this teacher friend of mine, and she said that she was – I can't remember. I should be able to remember the theme. But she ended up singing at this charity event that was, like, really, like, high-end, like, lots of big donors. And she ended Mm -hmm. up, like, singing opera in, like, a traditional Indian sari for some reason. Like, and she said it was, like, a really crazy juxtaposition, and it was just, like, so cool. And she – ended up getting that opportunity because she like sung at somebody's wedding or something like that. No, so, never know.
1: <laughs> yeah. And the cool thing is, and, and why we always go back to like understanding that we're doing that we're wanting to focus on keeping our brand um, built and fleshed out and professional looking on our socials and using our socials as a marketing tool for our business, our singing business is because, you know, think of if she had gotten booked at a wedding, or if she had been seen at a wedding and the person's like, oh, I really loved her. Like, I want to see, you know, I want to find out more Mm -hmm. and they either can't find her or all of the stuff that's on her Instagram or her Facebook or whatever she's using is like her cats, you know, (laughs) like versus them finding her and her having still an authentic, maybe she does have a picture of her cat here or there. But it's also very clear that she's taking it seriously. She's doing this as a business. She's very passionate about what she does. Um, That builds trust in a potential fan or a potential gig. Because they go, oh, this isn't just some rando that, like, happens to have a good voice. Like, this is somebody that takes themselves seriously. And I'm going to trust that if I recommend her along to this other high-donor, high-ticket black-tie event, she's going to deliver going to look like I stuck my neck out for somebody and and you know recommended along a noob and not like a professional you know so that's again why it's like people i mean we all do it when we meet someone we're like oh it's like creep them online. <laughs> and i yeah. think sometimes we can forget that like that that can make or break a job for you
0: yeah if you looked her up you'd be like oh my gosh like she's a teacher like and that, like, brings up certain connotations of, like, you know, responsibility and family friendliness, so, like, whatever totally. you have going on. So, do you recommend having, like, two social accounts, or, like, how would you suggest to, like, go about doing this if you're not, like, I'm a brand, so, like, star singer, but it's still, like, Tiffany, yeah. so I have, yeah. like, my page in that. So, what do you suggest for people who are, like, using their names as artists? It's a little bit gonna
1: be person-to-person, because I, it depends on, um, how much energy you have for social media? To be quite honest, <laughs> I think that if you are really going to take this seriously and you know that you want to be a business, then you need to have a business page and you need to have, um, you know, and I, and also because you get other additional tools as a business page that you don't get if you're on if you're using a personal profile. Um, so like analytics and things like that. But um, but if you still feel like you're missing out on just like getting to post about your cats or your kids or whatever, then absolutely have a secondary page. Yeah. And and that's why I was like, how much effort do you have? Because I have a secondary page that I use just personally for a really long time. And then when I started focusing on my business page, I haven't posted in my personal page in like months because <laughs> I just don't have time for it. But some people, you know, they all manage three or four different pages and it's no big thing for them. But yeah, I I would definitely recommend if you really still want to have your own Instagram for like your personal entertainment value and keeping connected with family and friends and posting about your kids, then do that on your personal and then um, have your business. And you can still have crossover. I still post about my children on my business page because that's part of my brand. Yeah. And one thing I would say is, um, you know, for for singers, I think that this is an important thing to note because a lot of us are using Instagram. I mean, that's kind of like the flavor of the year. Um, and it's, I love, I personally love Instagram because I'm a super visual person. So I appreciate the pictures and whatever, but, um, one thing I always teach is your feed. It really should look more like editorial. It shouldn't look like a lot of hodgepodge, like random food picture, cat picture, selfie. Um, it really should look, as professional as you can make it. Um, You know, I mean, if you can afford to do professional photos, absolutely. If you can't, there's still a lot of hacks that you can make your page look really good. Um, But you want those things to be as clean and and as beautiful as possible. And then use your stories for your BTS stuff, for your behind the scenes, you know, selfie stuff. And, oh, here's something funny that happened with my dog or this is what I'm eating today. Because that's really, you know, still valuable because people do wanna see the behind the scenes of your life and get to know who you are, what you think is fun, blah, blah, blah. Um, But keep the editorial look in your feed and then behind the scenes in your stories. That's a great tip. And that really kind of gets to the last point. I know we didn't really touch on this hardcore, but the last point is who do you wanna impact with your music? And that's a really, really, really important, especially for artists that want to create, you know, careers around their own original material. Is um, knowing who you want to impact because we're not in an era anymore where people are interacting with our music first the way we were, when when the radio was our main connection to music. Um, you know, back in the day, we would hear a song on the radio and we would decide whether or not we liked the music based on whether or not we liked the music. But today. We're interacting with artists before we hear the music most of the time because we're finding them online and we're having that initial, you know, interchange with them and people love the artists that they love. And it's not just because they make great music. It's because they resonate with who that artist is as a person. And, you know, like with the Carpenter Singers or whatever, you were like, this is so cool. Like, I don't even need to hear the music. I'm just fascinated by the idea of it. Um, And, and you appreciate like the humor in it and you appreciate the irony of it, you know, like those things may resonated with you. And so that's, it's so important. And so it's, there's (laughs) so much content out there. So how do you attract an audience to you? How do you um, really start to find your super fans and engage your super fans? And those are the people or that's the demographic of your fan base that's going to really support 80% of your career financially are your super fans. And they're gonna buy everything that you put out and they're gonna come to all the shows and all of that. How do you find those people online? Because they're there. Two billion active users on Facebook every day, and you only need a thousand super fans to build a full time living as an artist. There, Your audience is there. <laughs> How do you find them? Well, you have to identify who it is that you want to truly impact with your music because those that are impacted most greatly, did I say that right? Those are the, the who have the those who have had the greatest impact with your music or from your music, those are going to be the people that are your super fans because they're going to have been most most deep, deeply moved. <laughs> I can't talk. Not enough coffee yet. Um And so it goes, it takes you back to like moving through step two and step one. Like, who are you? What is your message? And then from those two things, those answers, it really is going to help you define who you want to impact. So for example, if you are a big mental health advocate, you are going to want to speak to people that, you know are in that world or might be struggling with some of the things that you've struggled with in the past. And it's the easiest way to grow your fan base because you can speak authentically about your life experience or about things that you're passionate about. And it doesn't have to just be, you always like, come to my show, buy my C, come to my show. (laughs) Um, Because that
0: awkward.
1: Yeah. Because you feel like you're just salesy all the time and, and constantly pitching yourself and, you know, at the end of the day, when you're able to connect with other people who have um, have either gone through or experienced similar life experiences, whether for the good or for the bad. I mean, it's I'm sure, Tiffany, you would absolutely resonate with another singer that's has martial arts training because you guys don't yeah. like so. It's, it's a matter of, it doesn't have to be like, Oh, well, I, I went through this terrible time and they also went through this terrible time. And, and although that is a lot of our experiences, it doesn't mean you have to dwell on like the negative aspects of your life. You can just be like, Hey, these are some of the things that I've experienced and it was what made me who I am. And there are going to be people that are going to be really fascinated by you because they're into martial arts
0: you have to take action. Like, and if you don't, like you put it off because I've been doing this business for a while and like doing the online thing for a while. And mm-hmm. I like literally pushed off the same thing in my business, like this messaging, yeah. who I want to connect with. And I just revamped it. And like maybe a year ago, mm-hmm. less than, like six months ago, internet time seems like for forever. And it probably changed your entire business, didn't it? Oh yeah. Like, yeah starting to grow and now I know it like it makes it so easy to talk to people because I know exactly so who to and what uh-huh. to. so like don't breeze over this this is yeah a break here
1: same thing with me like I um I sat at because I had like I don't know maybe a thousand followers on my personal Instagram before I decided to create a business page and start marketing specifically to independent artists and um I sat at like maybe 700 followers because I just invited people for my personal to join me on my, you know, and so it wasn't even my target demographic. It was just right. friends and family. And I sat at 700 for a year. And once I really honed in on speaking to female artists and musicians, and I really honed my message even further, um, I tripled that in like three months. Yeah. Because... All of a sudden, <laughs> you know, and there's like a saying that you've heard too, I'm sure, but the riches are in the niches. Yeah. And once you really find your lane and you can start to develop um, a very clear, simple way to articulate who you are as an artist or a singer and what you represent and what you're all about, uh, it's going to be like, oh, now I know what I'm doing. And it's going to actually boost your confidence in ways that you may not have ever even expected, because you're just like, I'm not trying to be everything to everybody anymore. I am just owning who I am as a person, I'm owning the gifts that I've been given, I'm owning my life experience. And I'm going to use that as part of the narrative to move my business forward as a performer. And it it, it totally revolutionizes your business. And it makes it so much easier.
0: You don't have to impact everyone you don't have to serve everyone and when you like chop it down and you narrow it down like there is this fear like what if totally there, you know you might feel like what if there's not enough you know yeah. to go around but like there totally is because there's like, yeah. a million people doing the same thing that you're doing so like that yeah. you and you're not going to hurt yourself by narrowing nope. it down by niching down you're not going to miss out on any opportunities
1: it's quality over quantity, and quality always wins. <laughs> yeah, just so yeah,
0: along with Lindsay's messaging, like that she was just talking about, and like all of the awesome stuff, you have something new and exciting coming up. I do, and I do. can you tell us a little bit more about that and where we can find you? And maybe, yeah.
1: Tell yeah. So last year, and as you know, because I just said this, um, <laughs> I've been in the, my own process of distilling my messaging and honing it in. And last year when I started to do artist development again full-time, um, I was working with men and women. And I actually worked primarily with men. I, for whatever reason, I had um, majority of my clients last year were men. And, um, you know, after a while, I just started to um, get to a point at the end of last year where I was like, I really speak best to women. You know, this is, I've never been a dude. So I can't really <laughs> like uh, speak to their life experience. And so much of the work that I do is helping people hone their life experience and create a narrative that serves their business in their marketing and in their, um, in their social <laughs> outlets. And I'm just, I'm super passionate about female artists and singers and musicians and, um, and the unique challenges that they face as they grow a business for themselves. So really at the end of last year, I decided a couple things. Um, one, I knew that I wanted to speak specifically to females and work with female artists and musicians and singers. And then two, I also wanted to create something that was a little more accessible because I was, after working with all of these artists doing one-on-one consulting last year, um, I was really always disheartened because there were plenty of artists that I knew I could help grow their businesses into full-time careers, um, but they just couldn't afford to hire a one-on-one a consultant. You know, it was just money is always the thing, right? And so I, I wanted to create something that was going to be financially accessible for women at any stage of their career. And so I invited two of my really best industry gal pals to join me in launching Tribe. And Tribe is a private member-based community that basically exists to serve female artists and musicians. So part of what you get as a member is a six-week training series with me on how to grow your uh, business from wherever you're at into a full-time sustainable career and, um, and get paid what you're worth. And then from there, we have weekly live coaching calls. Um, so it's really like, hey, uh, now you have a connection in the industry. You can get all your questions answered. If you need anything, we exist to be a connection point for indie artists to the industry. So. You know, I've been in Nashville for 14 years. Like I know a lot of people. And if there's someone I don't know, I probably could get to them in a couple of phone calls. So we want to just be a resource for women that um, not only provides a sense of support and community as a whole, but also a tangible resource where they can get the things that they need that will actually move them forward in their career in order to um, for a very, very low cost ship right now is 11 bucks a month, the cost of your Netflix membership. Like, for example, one of the things that we're doing is a live launch event. So if you're local to Nashville or if you want to take a day trip and drive in, we're hosting a live event on uh, Saturday, April 6th. We're going to do like a free yoga class in the morning and then have mimosas and snacks for like brunch time. And I'm going to give a short presentation and a little workshop. And then we've got a photographer lined up who's doing 30 minute photo sessions for 30 bucks. And it includes free hair and makeup,
0: which is insane.
1: And so you get 10 edited, edited images at the end and it's $30. So we're wanting to create more opportunities like that for women to get what they need, you know, without breaking the bank.
0: Yeah, so. that's so awesome. So we yeah. to go to learn more about that and sign up and I'll make sure to put it in a link underneath as well. Yeah.
1: So the simplest way right now is through the link in my Instagram bio. So you just go to at lindsaykirkendall.com and click the link in my bio because that will take you to the registration page. But um but yeah, we're we're excited. We're gonna kick off April 1st with the training series and right now we're all taking our pre-launch registrants and everybody who signs up now gets that eleven dollar a month rate for the rest of their membership.
0: So so if this is of any interest to you, and like the universe, is this the universe's sign to be like it's time to do it now? <laughs> like this is your opportunity. Like, yes. And do it, and I'll leave that link below for you guys.
1: So yeah. I would love to see you guys on the inside.
0: Yeah, just using what you know to make your performances and auditions and whatever you want to do with your audience even better, even easier, yeah. share it with more people.
1: Yeah. Well, thank you so much for having me. This has been super fun, and we'll definitely be doing more of it.
0: Thank you so much for listening to the Star Singer podcast. If you are loving this podcast, if you are loving this content, and you want to keep getting more amazing episodes just like this, I would absolutely love it. If you could take one minute out of your really busy day and leave a rating and review on iTunes. It really helps with our rankings, and it's going to allow other singers to be able to find us and join you in your journey to singing better, giving your best performances, and giving amazing auditions. I would so appreciate an awesome rating and review. We're going for five stars here. So thank you so much.